Welcome to Fifth Draw Wild, everybody. I'm your host, Matt, and we have a fun episode for you today. But first, do you have something you're passionate about? Can you record yourself? If so, we'd love to have you on the show. Drop us a line with your topic idea. Second, we're going to be posting a list of potential topics over on fifthdraw.com. Do you have something you'd like us to talk about? Let us know and it may find its way onto the list. Finally, look out for an upcoming announcement. Things are getting moving on a secret project over here, and we can't wait to share it with y'all. Now, enjoy the show. And this week we have with us Josh. Josh, welcome to the show. Hey, Matt, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Yeah, man, glad you could come on. Uh, today we're talking about a topic that uh, I, I think I think a lot of our uh, interests kind of overlap in, and that is Pokemon. Yeah, this podcast you said is people coming on and talking about things that like they really care about and mean a lot to them. And I'm like, well, you've got your Pokemon guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it's super on brand for you. So this is this is great times. Yeah, if I had a brand, if outside of the Hey Jake and Josh brand, if Josh Nichols, me, has a brand, it's Pokemon. It's just Pokemon. That's my brand. <laughs> That's me as a person. I mean, you are wearing the right shirt for it, so... I do. I have my Pikachu shirt on. I have two, three more Pokemon t-shirts that I just kind of cycle through. I have... I don't know. I'm just way too into this goofy game for babies. (laughs) I I don't know if that's possible, but, you know, that's for history to to blame on us. So, today we're going to be talking about some topics that are kind of overarching over all of Pokemon. Um, And I guess if people are interested in hearing hearing more about your thoughts on Pokemon, there are some other places they can check out that we'll get to later. Um, But we're going to start out with uh, talking about, I guess, kind of the central characters of Pokemon, Um, not the furry little demons, but the trainers. That's true. That's something that doesn't really come up a lot, because when you talk about Pokemon and Pokemon characters, everybody thinks of, like, the monsters and stuff, like the actual Pokemon themselves. But those are more of, like, the... The fighting mechanics. The monsters are the mechanics and the trainers yeah. are the characters. And nobody ever really talks about it that way. I kind of wish they did. I mean, I understand. Look, Pikachu is adorable for a little thunder rat. But, I, you know, without without the trainers running around, what's kind of the point of the monsters? There isn't one. Yeah, they're just <laughs> animals that can electrocute you. Or ghosts that can eat your dreams. Um so what? Let's uh, let's get into the trainers a little bit. Um, we've we've both kind of peeling back the curtain. We both have lists of trainers that we can glance at here. But yeah, there are a oh lot of trainer types. There are so many. Even in Gen One, like you think like oh, there's like youngsters, uh, ace trainers, and like sailors, and maybe some and gamblers, I, some yeah. bikers. But there's like there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, beauties and hikers and. Bakers and candlestick makers and kind of the whole <laughs> gamut of them. Bug catchers, burglars, which I'm now remembering are in the the Cinnabar Mansion. Uh, <laughs> I, engineer, I have no idea what an engineer trainer is. No, no that, idea. That must be that must be someone from like the uh, the electric the electric plant maybe or oh maybe. And this is just There's Gen not a one. Train. If you get to like Gen six, the list There's is almost twice as long. <laughs> I mean, and if you look at Jim's Gen 7, Alola, there's almost as many as Gen, Gen 6, but eight of them are the uh, one-off Eevee trainers, so that doesn't really yeah. count. 
No, that whole story with the EV trainers and everything. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about put that. that in a ch- Why would you? This game is for kids. First and foremost, this is a kids game. It's rated E for everybody. It's about friendship and overcoming obstacles to like obtain your dreams and your goals. <laughs> um, and, and in this game is a side quest where you battle a bunch of aging people who confront you with your own mortality. A hundred percent. I think one just- of them... This is spoilers for Sun and Moon post game stuff, by the way. But one of them is dead, and you fight her granddaughter. Like, <laughs> and it's because you just roll up, and you're like, "Yo, I want to challenge your grandma, kid." And she's like, "Well, she died, but I still got her Pokemon." It's just so. It's just. Oh. What happened in Alola? Why is Alola so? <laughs> it's just so sad. It's it's the happiest place on earth, and all the people hate it there. It feels like it's Florida. Lola's just Pokemon Florida, so everyone goes to retire and be sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that needs to be that needs to be a poster somewhere. Alola is Pokemon Florida. Oh, <laughs> um, does, does that make Aether Foundation Disney? Oh, oh God, Aether Foundation's a different topic for a different day. That yeah. Um, Ugh. But as far as these other trainer types, though, I've always kind of liked the bikers who are just, like, punks. Oh, yeah. And I dig the hikers. Like, those dudes, those are some dedicated dudes. Yeah. They're in the most impossible spots, and they're just chilling, throwing and, their geodudes in your face. And I think from generation to generation, because um, there's always been... Or almost always been the beauty class, so I'm always like, okay, what did they do with the beauty this time? Uh, yeah. And in Alola, she's very classy. Also in Kalo, she's very classy, but also just has a bag of baguettes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know what Look, that's you've, about. You've got to stay on brand as France, as <laughs> fake France. And Kalos, near and dear to my heart, Gen Six. Uh, love that place. They have some of. They really have some of my my favorite ones, and and part of that is they don't waste a lot of space on on like the team flare guys. There's only the four of them. Yeah, like, I don't like team flare. Uh, bad guy teams count as trainer classes, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've got the classic rockets that we uh, well, some of us love more than others. Shannon. <laughs> well, Team Rocket is the best bad guy Pokemon team. Absolutely. Um, uh, everyone else is a pale imitation of them. They are, and like everybody else is, everybody else just dreams too big. Especially like, is it Galactic? That's like I want to eliminate the universe and live in an alternate alternate dimension, and then yeah, Plasma. I'm gonna capture the God of Space and Time and make <laughs> them make me a new place. Uh, Plasma kind of toned down a little bit after that, and was like, we're gonna be Pokemon PETA and make everyone release their Pokemon so that we're the only people with Pokemon and there's no resistance to us and we can take over the world. Uh, it's a but bad Rocket, sales pitch. Rocket doesn't want to take over the world. They just want money. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. Rocket's just like, dude, give me your Pokemon, give me your cash. Yeah. I don't even care. Give me your what Pokemon if- so I can either sell them or use them to take other people's money. Like, the whole end game for Team Rocket is give me some money. <laughs> and uh, they've already got like all of the functional power in in Kanto. Their boss is a gym leader. Yeah, their boss is a gym leader, which is a whole different like can of worms. Um, 
that we'll then get you've to got, here like, in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Then you've got Team Skull, who I don't oh. know what their goal is other than to just be dumb jerks. They're like they're they kind of want to oh. steal. They kind of want to steal Pokemon, but they're so inept that they just can't do it. They're incapable anarchists because they're just like we got our <laughs> town, we got our swagger, and you can back off. Well, yeah, they. So they come off as like bumbling idiots that like rap and move their arms and just can't talk without moving. Uh, yeah. Like a hummingbird. They just have to keep moving their arms or their heart will stop. But <laughs> but they did manage to take over a town and yeah. build a wall of like a fortress around it. Um, and it is revealed that they are lackeys for a bigger bad. But that's also still a different story for a different yeah, day. It's, that's. Well, Aether Foundation. Oh, man. Um, yeah, dude, like, Team Skull, at one point, like, two or three of them are just attacking a sign. They're just kicking a bus stop sign. <laughs> they're, like, rapping at it. And they're losing. Also, they're, they're, like, it's that an, sign wins. <laughs> it's an entire team of pumpkin rappers. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, those two got out-wrapped by a sign. <laughs> Oh, just oh. I love that. It's a good return to form of like these guys don't want to destroy the world in any way. They're just they're just like lost boys led by this yeah. like admittedly very powerful trainer. Guzma is a force. He yeah, he will beat you senseless if you let him. He's one of and maybe it's because I'm pretty ill prepared. My in-game team is not terribly like balanced or planned at all i was just like oh i haven't used this pokemon or this one and it's just like stockpiled into like all ghosts but <laughs> um but gus was one of the hardest battles that i had in the game uh his post-game oh, yeah. fight especially was like maybe the hardest trainer battle that i've had to do so far and that's counting red so oh i i can't even get to him oh man that stupid battle tree uh well, you battle him the one time outside of it. You get to choose between him or Blue. Oh, oh yeah. I, uh, I fought Blue because the... <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted that sass. Uh, yeah, I fought Red because I was like, I love those dots. Those dots are my lifeblood. <laughs> uh, but I haven't been able to get more than three battles into the battle tree. Uh, so I feel you on that. It's it's an impossibility. Um, yeah, we're, we're talking about talking about these these bad guy teams. And and how great how much skull is like a return to form, in in the kind of the chronology of the games the way it runs with you know Omega Sapphire and or Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby, I guess directly preceding them now in the timeline with those reboots or whatever. I I don't know, see I don't know how the reboots work. Yeah. Um, as far as the timeline, I don't know if they overwrite because. Sun and Moon implicates that there's two timelines now. There's one with Mega Evolution and one without Mega Evolution. Yeah. And it's bridged by Ultra Space. If I if yeah. I put the clues together correctly, Ultra Space is a bridge between the original trilogy, so Red, Blue, Gold, Silver, and okay. Ruby and Sapphire, and then the remakes and all the games after that are a separate timeline. I am 100% on board with this theory, and I am um, now... Because Annabelle, I don't know if you know Annabelle from Emerald. She's like a bat. She's a frontier brain, I think. Okay. Uh, but she fell through. She's a faller. 
I think, or something. She's one of the ones who fell through hyperspace and came out and didn't know who she was or where she was or what she was doing. Oh, no, I remember them talking about her, yeah. Yeah, she's Looker's partner in the Ultra Beast thing. Yeah. But she's from Emerald, so she, I think, and I could be wrong, but Annabelle is from the first timeline, and she fell through hyperspace and came out in this one. Okay. Uh, this is a game for children. Yeah. <laughs> Are we are we eventually going to get a Pokemon Historia that will explain every like deviation? Uh, the and... split time, the timeline where Red <laughs> failed, yeah, which is my least favorite timeline. It's my favorite timeline in Zelda, the one where where the hero falls is my favorite yeah. timeline game wise, but my least favorite narrative wise. <laughs> I don't want Link to fail. That's not fair. Um, but talking about this, like we've got in, and I guess whatever the reboot timeline is that Alola is part of. Um, you know, right before this was Omega and Alpha, and their goal was we're going to make more land that only we live on, or we're going to make more water because <laughs> uh, screw you guys. They are they're in it more for the Pokemon than for the people. Um, Team Magma yeah. is like we're going to make more land, so more there's more place for Pokemon to live, and then Team Aqua is like we're going to make more water, so there's more place for water types because uh, they're the most abundant. So they need more room, I guess. They need more room to branch out. Uh, but oh. the thing the thing about those two, for Magma and Aqua, is they succeed in their plan. Yeah. They wake up their respective legendary, and so Groudon starts to dry up the ocean, or Kyogre starts the torrential rain that's going to just drown out all the land. And, and they go to the player, and they're like, uh-oh! <laughs> we done goofed, eleven year old. Please save us. <laughs> Can you put that giant monster in a little ball and then store him in a computer so this doesn't happen again? And to which they, I said you yes. Finish that and yes, oh, I can. Hey, go ride this space snake. Oh, yeah, just just hop on the god of the sky. I guess is what Rayquaza is. Yeah. Uh, hop on his back with a little helmet and fly into space and battle a Deoxys in the atmosphere. Yeah, go go stop this invader from space that's going to wipe out the world. Put him in a little ball too. <laughs> oh, just just it still baffles me that at one point you can put the god of death in a little ball and just keep him on your belt. Yeah, I've got every every god you can name in that world. I have hunting in the mines for me for like everstones <laughs> and and colored shards so I can get bottle caps. Oh, yeah. Arceus just goes in there and pulls me out of garbage, and I scold him. <laughs> All your island guardians are now my slave laborers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> They'll never help anybody again because they're in the mines. Oh, that was that was one of the things I really enjoyed about Black and White uh, before they screwed it up and got done with it was, you know, Plasma raises some really interesting questions about Pokemon morality, and then it's like, ah, never mind. We just won them all. Yeah, uh, um... I mean, we even did that. We just recorded uh, episode 24, I think, of World Tour United last night. Yeah. Where uh, Pokemon abuse came up. And I didn't say anything when we were recording, but I was like, is this an ethical issue? Like, <laughs> because you're forcing them to all fight. So is like, is that not already Pokemon abuse? It's a very weird universe if you try to think about it for more than like two to three minutes. Oh yeah, no. If if you look, if you peek behind the curtain at all, it's just duct yeah. tape and nightmares. 
Oh, it's not even duct tape. I think I said that too. But at that first game, the first two generations are held together at best by scotch tape. <laughs> uh, if you shake your cartridge too hard, it'll fall apart. I mean, yeah. Oh, because I was trying to explain like. I don't want to get into glitches too much, but you can, like, glitch an item into your bag, and then <laughs> the arrangement of certain items and the quantities of them in certain positions in your bag can overwrite any data on the cartridge. So you can, like, code the game from within itself. Yeah. Um, which is probably not intended. <laughs> no. I, I. That was, like, a one in a million chance, and then nerds got a hold of it, and man. Yeah, man. I don't know how you even begin to decipher that stuff but if we can go back to trainer classes for just like a minute um any occupation in the world of pokemon is a trainer class is a trainer uh bakers are a trainer class they tend to use like normal or fairy types and then you have like bellhops are just also trainers cooks captains firefighters uh even like sideshow acts like fire breathers uh any rich kid any rich kid is a pokemon trainer (laughs) And any kid just a punk. Um, like ninety five percent of people who are outside want to battle Pokemon with you. <laughs> oh yeah, and even like preschoolers. You're, you're yeah, like an eleven that. year old with a god on your belt, and you roll <laughs> right. up on like a five year old kid at recess, and you're just like, "I'm gonna beat you up and take your lunch money." And there's that one like. One little girl in Alola who's like, I hate math. (laughs) (laughs) You're playing the wrong game. You have no idea what even just happened. You're yelling about math. I just stomped you into the dirt (laughs) with my my ghost owl. And you're just like, oh, that math is too hard for me. (laughs) (laughs) Which I get it. Pokemon is a lot of math. Uh, If you want to take it any kind of seriously, it's a lot of... It's a lot of research, a lot of notes, a lot of number crunching. And we're going to get to that here in a little bit, but uh, we're going to narrow down our look at trainers a little bit and focus on uh, gym leaders. I think probably my favorite type of trainer, the okay. noble gym leader. Uh, my favorite gym leader is, also my favorite trainer, is Jasmine from Olivine City. Okay. Uh, she's a steel type gym leader, but you wouldn't know that from talking or looking at her. Um, okay. And I think part of the reason she's my favorite, and I was thinking about this today, is because she's the first gym leader that you encounter that seems like she does anything for the community she lives in. Because everybody else just hangs out in their gym. Like, Brock is just standing in his gym. People talk about him because he's a strong trainer, but not because he does anything. Yeah. Uh, same with Misty and, like, Lieutenant Surge has bunkered up. <laughs> try to keep I mean, everyone that out dude, and... that dude just has ptsd so yeah for sure um but jasmine is like when you first encounter her she's up at the top of the lighthouse trying to take care of the ampharos that's up there uh, that is the beacon yeah. uh, and she sends you on a mission to go get some medicine from kinewood city uh, and it's just a way to like there's a gym here but this isn't the gym you're supposed to fight yet go to the next one and come back yeah, it's the uh, this but, this uh, this gym is closed right now. Come back later, or but it oh, sets you're not up... strong enough to fight me, son. Yeah, <laughs> Jasmine would never would never talk to you that way. She'd be no. like, "Oh, maybe just like train a little more." She's very soft spoken and like super sweet. I think it's why I like her so much. She's like, "Okay, I guess I'll battle you." Here's a Steelix. 
<laughs> Giant metal snake that hates you already. Uh, but she also seems like she is an authority figure in all of Vine City and not just a powerful trainer that happens to live there. And I really like that. And I think it was in black and white where they played with that a lot more with all of the gym leaders, where they all mm-hmm. seemed to be like authority figures, not just in their cities, but in their region because they yeah. all go to the Pokemon League at the end and, and um, confront Getsus and N when they're when their giant weird castle shoots out of the ground because black and white are just super bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was, that's a thing. Um, I, I like that. I think it's one of the, one of the strengths I think of sun and moon, which doesn't have proper gym leaders. It you doesn't know, got the, they've got the trials, which are, you know, uh, some on the of them one, are good. Some uh, of them yeah. Are dumb. On the one hand, I'm like, these trials are fun. I really like these. And the totem Pokemon are excellent because they yeah. actually feel like boss fights, which is all I've wanted a gym to be for, <laughs> Every single generation. I don't want to just be able to walk in and stomp somebody with a type advantage. I want the battles to be tough. And the totem Pokemon accomplished that. But I just, I really miss badges. I miss getting badges so much. Yeah, the stamps in the passport really don't have the same feel at all. Oh, no, because there's only, there's one for each island, and then there's one for champion, and then there's a bunch for other accomplishments that I haven't gotten yet, because I don't know what they are. One Uh, of them is uh, get the final upgrade of the camera. Go play Pokemon Snap forever is one of them. Uh, you have to go. You have to get so many points for that. <laughs> it's too many. It's like a million yeah. and a half. Yeah, it's like from level one to two is like a thousand, and then it's five thousand, and then it's ten thousand, and it's like okay, now get a hundred thousand points to get the last level, and I'm like, that's ninety thousand different from the last one. <laughs> you have high hopes, my friend. Um, but, but what I like about it, about, you know, kind of losing the gym leader and having the, um, the kahunas and everything is they are very clearly community leaders in that one, you know? Like, yeah, absolutely. At the, at with the, the exception very least. of the painter girl, maybe. Yeah, she's an idiot. <laughs> she's just <laughs> a flighty idiot who just wanders the desert. She, when you first encounter her, she's like, I'm a captain. I guess I should have a trial or something. And then she just gives you the Z crystal and walks away. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know, but I feel like ahead. the whole thing with that fourth Island, I don't want to get too much into my issues with sun and moon, but that whole fourth Island feels like they ran out of time. It really does. <laughs> <sighs> but I mean, we, we even see the person who becomes the kahuna there. We see her like, out dealing with stuff out in the rest of the world like yeah we first meet her on the second island on akala island she just pops up and she's like i'm hapu i got i got mudsdale (laughs) she's got the best mudsdale that that thing is gorgeous uh but i i really like the first island kahuna is like pretty clearly the boss of that island (laughs) like yeah everyone's just like "Mm." Yeah. He's basically the chief of Melee Melee. Uh, and then you got Olivia, who's not really in charge of Akala Island, but she definitely has an air of authority about her. And she is a babe. She's a babe, sure. Uh, uh. She also, like, just to get back to, like, the gym leaders giving to the community in a way that, like, makes sense to them, Olivia is the rock-type kahuna. She's a rock-type yeah. trainer who who runs, like, a fossil and rock store. 
So just like even that little bit is like, oh, she does something here besides fight. Like she is a person and not just a Pokemon trainer. Uh, and like Sophocles is running the uh, the observatory and like handling a power grid. Yeah, and he invented a festival plaza, which may or may not be a real place. <laughs> oh, that's just a bag of worms. That that thing. Uh, but like. It was it was one of the things that I noticed in that That's I kind of noticed. If we, just, if we just backtrack for a second with Sophocles, yeah. the first yeah. time you, if you go to the Festival Plaza when it first opens up, that's the first time you meet Sophocles, and that's outside of the story. So you don't know who this character is. Who's like, hey, here's the Festival Plaza that I made, and he's just like going off about all the stuff, and you're like, who are you? <laughs> you are talking to me. I don't know you. Should I? <laughs> Are you just in this digital world? Are you a Digimon? I can't remember his, I think it's his cousin. The older kid that's uh, up there too, who has a yeah. name. And I think you battle him at some point. I can't remember what his name is. Yeah, I think you do. He's, he do, I don't remember who or what he is, but he's just like some dude. He's just there. He's, uh, I'm sure he did something important. Was he the PC he, guy in this one? No, because they talk about Bill a lot. Bill. So I think this yeah. is just Bill's PC system. They just have <laughs> it in Alola. Because Alola is, I guess, like Cuba distance away from America. Like, <laughs> yeah, from it's, Kanto. it's next door to Kanto. Which uh, we'll get into a little later, because I have a bone to pick about that. Um, uh, that but, guy's name is Molane, and it is his cousin. Okay. Not that that matters, because he just, like, yeah, I think he tells he, you that the power's off, even though the screen is black. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just there to, just to kind of get in your way a little bit. Um, I love, I love in, in, in Kalos, in X and Y, you don't really see quite the same impact that the gym leaders have. Um, like, they're kind of referenced, uh, like, Clement builds all sorts of electrical things that improve uh Lumwa City. Right. Uh, yeah, he built that giant tower which like powers the city. Yeah. Uh I don't know cool. I don't know what Valerie does for her town that I can't remember right now. I want to <laughs> say Fortree, but that's in Hoenn. That's Winona's town. Yeah. No, she's she's got that tree fort though and she's just kind of just kind of there. She just like thinks she's a fair. She freaks me out. Valerie freaks me right out. Yeah. <laughs> No, that whole gym is weird. Um, yeah, but in in uh, Ruby, Omega, and Alpha, those gym leaders are like all up in the main game's business. Yeah, they're they respond to that threat. I mean, ineffectually because they're not an eleven year old on a journey. But right, well, yeah, for the <laughs> for the sake of the video game being fun, you have to solve the problem. So the gym leaders can't. But like, if it was outside of a video game, I think they would have. They would have answered the call, and they would have taken them down. Oh, and they're they're very clearly like they talk to each other, they communicate about problems, they listen to the boss of the elite four, right? Like, and like that's that's the kind of organizational structure that I want to see more of. And it's just like you guys, you guys are good. You guys are in charge, which is really cool. But it's still just. Uh, it's it's another one of those like we said earlier. If you peek behind the curtain too much, things get <laughs> weird. 
Well, yeah, because if you think of the Elite Four and the gyms as like a government structure, this entire world's economy is based on pet fighting. <laughs> and who yeah. has the who has the strongest pets has all the power. Oh. Which in red and blue, in every game, when you win, now a ten year old is in charge. So <laughs> I am now the president for five minutes until my rival comes in and dethrones me. It steals the love of my grandfather, my sister. <laughs> Suck it, Gary. <laughs> Which I always I always liked to think that the player character had a had a major crush on Gary's sister Daisy. Oh, yeah. So when you go over there to get the map, she's like, oh, you're just so cute having a crush on me. Here's the map, even though Blue told me not to give this to you. (laughs) (laughs) Aw, kid, I'm just far too old for you. Here you go. Uh, It's uh, it's Dipper and Wendy all over again. Oh, (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, Talking about kind of the math that underpins this game, um, and I think something that might be one of your favorite parts of Pokemon is uh, breeding. Okay. That perfect team. To effectively breed, there are at least two items you need you need to have. You need an Everstone and you need a Destiny Knot. So what the Everstone is going to do is it's going to guarantee that whichever Pokemon is holding it passes its nature to the baby. Okay. And uh, what's, what's, let's touch on nature a little bit. What's the big deal about that besides kind of informing in a role-play way there, what the Pokemon's like? There are, I can't remember the number of natures, but it it equals out to like, it, there's more than that. Because it, uh, it raises one stat and lowers one by 10%. Okay. So something like Jolly raises speed and lowers either physical or special attack. I can't remember which one. And then okay. timid, timid is like the opposite attack of that. So there, there's one for each of those, and then there's the five that cancel themselves out like by raising and lowering the same stat. So they're all neutral natures. Gotcha. Um, so it's in your best interest to get a box full of dittos of each nature so that you just have them on demand when you need them. <laughs> uh, so that's step one is get a bunch of dittos. Just so many dittos for every nature <laughs> that there is. All right. <laughs> Um, and if you can make sure they have good IVs, which is an individual hidden value of zero to 31, the higher that number, the better potential that that stat has at level 100. Now this is, this is some of the secret math that they didn't really give us easy access to until sun and moon, right? Right. And we don't even get like the full math. We just get like generic phrases that cover like a group of them, like 20 to 25 is very good i think and then there's like 26 to 30 is fantastic and 31 is best so you want all or you want as many bests as you can get yeah sometimes sometimes you want a really bad one if um your strategy is like if you're running a trick room team you want like a zero in speed so that you're definitely slower that's stuff i don't mess with i just want all my pokemon (laughs) to be the best all the time Oh, that's that's the premise. I want to be the very best. Yeah, like no one ever was. Into our head for twenty years. Uh, okay, so we've got dittos of each nature. We've got Everstones. The Destiny Knot will guarantee that five IVs pass down from the parents. Without a Destiny Instead Knot, of the three. That's the default, right? Yeah, without a Destiny Knot, it's just three. So you get three from the parents and three generated at random. With the Destiny Knot, it's five from the parents and one at random. So it's yeah. much easier to get a perfect one. You still have to go through a couple generations of breed- worth of breeding, usually. Uh, 
sometimes you just have to breed forever. It just yeah. never rolls right. And, that, and that's a pain <sighs> in the butt. Yes, it is. So I, I tried my hardest. Uh, we're, we're on, I think, closing in on the final weeks of the uh, first ever Pokemon World Tour Rumble. Uh, and we are, we're in the, we're in the I, semifinals now. I tried to breed up now. some good stuff, but that was a rough go. <laughs> uh, my strategy is unfair, but it was not banned. And I'm, I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried because my semifinal battle is against um, Crash, who is running the tournament. So he's oh. verified. He's verified all my battle videos, so he knows what I'm about. <laughs> so he's had time to like think. Uh, but he also posted some of his videos that I've watched, so I can also prepare for him. It's going to be a very good battle, I think. Whenever we get around to having that. Oh yeah, that'll. I had. I lost. I got whooped solidly in the first round because I don't. I don't look at the math of Pokemon normally, uh, uh, but it yeah, was still he, the most fun I've had. <laughs> Crash was talking to me. He's like, I was crunching some numbers and stuff to like look at what counters what, and I was like, oh, I don't do any of that. I'm just like, oh, this Pokemon stats looks like it works real good with this move, so I'm going to give it that move. <laughs> uh, so um, you've got the uh, you got the Destiny Knight, you got the Everstone, you got a million Dittos. Just head to the daycare and start grinding the eggs? Yep, uh, unless you want an egg move, in which case you have to look up how you get that. Because <laughs> there are there are certain moves that a Pokemon cannot learn from leveling up. It cannot learn from a move tutor. It cannot learn from any TMs. It has to be bred through a, some kind of long, arduous chain from another Pokemon. Some of them are really easy, like getting... Extrasensory on a Cyndaquil is one step. I can't remember what Pokemon I used to pass it on. <laughs> uh, but thankfully, in Gen 6, they changed it because it used to be only only the male Pokemon could pass uh, an egg move down. Okay. Because when an egg hatches, the Pokemon inside the egg is always that of the mother or the not-ditto Pokemon. Yeah. Um they changed it in Gen 6 that now the females in the breeding pair can also pass egg moves down, which makes okay. it a thousand times easier. Yeah. Sometimes you don't get a male ever. No, sometimes you don't get a female ever. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes Pokemon just looks at you that day and says, nah, you don't some, get to work. Or sometimes you're breeding Salandits and you're like, I just need a female so I can get Salazzle to finish my Pokedex. And it's like, okay, here's a perfect female Salandit. You've earned this one, Josh. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get that rare, one in a million, golden snitch, shiny Pokemon. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's even ways in breeding to manipulate that. So if you breed with a foreign Pokemon... Yeah. That cuts the shiny chance in half. And the shiny chance was already cut in half just in general in Gen 6 because it used to be 1 in 8,000-something. Uh, and starting in Gen 6, it's now 1 in 4,000. Which is kind of them. And then if you breed with a foreign Pokemon, that cuts in half. It's like 1 in 2,000. I'm I'm, it's Round. a much weirder number than just like 4,000. It's like 4,162 or some weird thing like that. Some uh, proper computer number, yeah. So you breed with a foreign Pokemon... And then that cuts it in half again. And then if you have finished the Alolan Pokedex in Sun and Moon, it's the national Pokedex in the older games. Everything but if you, else, yeah. uh, you get the shiny charm, which cuts it in half again, 
So you're down to about a one in 500 and something chance, which is the best it gets. And that still takes you months and a lot of luck. <laughs> yeah. I, I really, I started working on the Alolan Pokedex finally because bank updated. So I was able to transfer everything I already had over. So I just need to get the new ones. Yeah. Thank goodness. I don't have to do 300 whole Pokemon again. Oh, um, yeah. But even that is just like, because I, I do a living Pokedex style where I have one of each. So I had to breed like three new Rowlets and then three uh, Littons, three Poplia, just for like every Pokemon. I have one for each form. Yeah. Yeah, you uh, you hooked me on that one. That's been a, uh, that filled my time before Sun and Moon came out. It was uh, it was great fun. It kept me in the world a lot longer than I thought it would. Yeah, it's also a much bigger pain in the butt because you need to get, you now you need to get an extra type null, which you can't catch. It's One is given to you in the game, so you have to trade for that. You need yep. to have... You get Lunala, you just get that as part of the story, and then you get a second Cosmog, but you still need two more if you want a living Pokedex, because you need a Cosmo M and a uh, Solgaleo still. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think honestly, like, I might just go buy Sun, because I already have Moon. I might just go uh, buy Sun. I have Moon, too, oh. and Sun is on my birthday list. <laughs> yep. So... I, I will gladly play that story again because it was bonkers and I missed a whole lot. Yeah. But I would just rather do that to get all those different types, especially like the other Ultra Beasts. Whew. I was I was able to trade for those. Yeah. Uh, and I'm trading I'm also, my extra ones on the GTS. That I got a Type Null for a Feromosa and I'm trying to get another Cosmog for a Feromosa right now. Nice. I just... I. I'm a crazy person, and so I require that my living decks, as much as possible, have yeah. my name as the original trainer. It's, I I couldn't give into that. There was even some where I was like, I'm not even going to get each different form because I don't want to have six Deoxys. I just one nope. is fine. Yeah, <laughs> but for one like Deoxys, one Rotom. Uh, I was grinding dittos, which we'll talk about as part of breeding again in a second. We'll bring this back around. <laughs> uh, but I was grinding dittos, and I was like, well, while I'm here, I'll catch a bunch of miniors. And so for a day and a half, I was just like, I just want the blue minior. And every other color was coming. I finally got it, but it took so long for that one last color to come up. And that's the same issue that I always had with the unknown, is when it gets yeah. down to like one or two Forget it. They're they're never if they haven't shown up yet, they're never going to. And you can't breed for them, which is no. Oh, even if you could I, though, I feel like if you bred a, like an unknown G, you would just get another G. I don't feel yeah. like it would be a random hatch, which is no. even a bigger pain in the butt. But you can't breed them anyway, so that's a non-issue. I I had high hopes at one point of having a box of just every unknown, but now I'm like, mm, maybe I, later. I have one in bank. <laughs> <laughs> I, gr I ground them all out in heart gold and soul silver and I transferred them up I might do that I have that cartridge lying around here somewhere <laughs> that's my favorite uh, Pokemon game is heart gold it's but it's so hard good. it's hard to go back to because it's also very different now and like even yeah. going back and playing trying to play like leaf green again before the physical special split when it was by type and not by attack I, I just I can't do it no, <laughs> they've changed. They've gone in and rewritten so much of that scotch tape together machine. Yeah, and turned it into something a bit more efficient. But. It is. It's stunning to me sometimes reading about all the glitches in the first two games. Just like it's amazing to me that Pokemon survived it all and that it's become this like hyper polished series that it is because like that stuff does not happen anymore. 
yeah, I still I still stumble across like the on the internet they'll still have that like massive um mathematical string of numbers and it's like oh look at this huge complex thing do you think this is how you get to space nope that's the pokeball wiggle yeah that's the equation (laughs) yeah if you look at like the catch formula it's this long like algorithm just like a million parentheses within themselves and there's like modifiers for each uh like status condition and it's a it's a and that's just to calculate the chance of you catching this pokemon you're fighting not even the details of that Pokemon, or yeah, no, it's um. Forget it. If you if you show me the damage formula, I'll I'll black out. <laughs> yeah, that's an easy way to put me to sleep. Is try to tell me the Poke math. And... Yeah, I don't I don't care how the damage is determined. I just care if I knocked it out or not. That's all I'm looking for. Are my numbers bigger than their numbers? Yeah, that's. Give me my Blastoise that's way leveled higher than any gym, and I'll be fine. Yeah, I first won the Elite Four in uh, blue version with, like, a level 88 Blastoise. That new, like, Bubble Beam, Surf, Ice Beam, and Blizzard. Yep. <laughs> that all. And I just muscled my way through. I was like, this is it. This is all I need. There's one I'll guy. Right <laughs> there's one guy in the overworld who's like, you can't win with just one strong Pokemon. And I was like, like I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I will show you. Uh, I don't do that now, though. I had a full team of six in Sun and Moon. And to bring this back to breeding, I breed millions of Pokemon all the time. It's one of my favorite ways to just kill any free time I have is just to breed a Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll do that just a wonder trade. Have wonder fodder. Well, I, I'm kind of a villain. Like, if I was a, <laughs> if I was a character in World Tour <laughs> United, I'd be a bad guy. Because I don't... I wonder trade... The Pokemon that I breed that I don't use, but only if they have four IVs or more. <laughs> okay. So anything that only has like one to three thirty ones, I just release them. I, just yeah. I don't need them; they're gone. <laughs> I mean, I have a whole I have a whole list that I call Wonder Trash that I will just release uh, mine... into the wild as soon as they show up. <laughs> uh, it's a similar box. Oh, oh, you mean you get from Wonder Trade? Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I take them out of the trade pool. Yeah, any I, like I don't any that. any abras, any ratatas, any like little goofy bugs, picky pecks, yep. they're all gone. Um, but my box of I like passing that my my box of breed jacks that I call them. Uh, <laughs> it does that box doesn't have a name. It's just a frowny face emoticon. <laughs> <laughs> uh so we, we, we talked about the math and kind of about building in a, uh, a living Pokedex trying to catch them all. Um, do you do that in Pokemon Go? Let's talk about Pokemon Go. Yes, let's. Uh, do you remember the first probably full month when that game came out and how the whole world was different? It was. It was, it was fantastic. The world was a happier place. Pokemon Go could have been the best thing that's ever happened, but oh. instead, it's trash. It's a piece of trash. <laughs> it's turned into the corner case of weirdos now. Like, people will make fun of you for still playing Go. I still play Go, and I still, in some weird way, enjoy it, but it's yeah. not It's not a Pokemon game. It could be anything. You could put any yeah. coat of paint on this, and it wouldn't... It wouldn't change the game. Uh, it's, every, it's, it's a numbers every, game again. It's like, yeah, every core fundamental idea of Pokemon they just like took out 
except for catch Pokemon. That's it. Yeah. Uh, you can't battle other people. When it launched, they said that Pokemon Go is a social platform first and foremost. But in that, that same lie. in that same press release, they were like, you can't trade with people. You can't trade with anybody. And it's like, what are you talking about? It's not a social thing. It's I know they want people to go out and like meet other people that like Pokemon and talk about Pokemon. And that's great. And that's what was happening. Yeah. But your game wasn't engaging enough for that to keep happening. And also you were not ready when you released it. Because no one could play it for that first week because it just was crashing. That was that was an embarrassment. Uh, but Pokemon at its core is it's about it's not the catchphrase has got to catch them all, and I understand that because that's what sells the toys. Yeah, but that's not what it's about. It's about like the bond you share with your friends and your Pokemon, and like overcoming challenges with them, and using them and that friendship to like better yourself and become the very best, like no one ever was. That's what Pokemon is about. Yeah, and absolutely. none of that is present in Pokemon Go. There is no, no attachment to any of the Pokemon. Like you can make it a t- you can like name them after certain events, like. Uh, Latasha, my girlfriend, and I, we both caught... The first Pokemon we caught together is a Clefairy, so it has a special nickname and it's favorited, so I won't get rid of it. Yeah. Um, And that's a special Pokemon to me. But that could have been anything. And, like, if it didn't have that special moment attached to it, I would have just sent it back and got a candy for whatever one was my strongest one, whichever had the highest combat power, because the stats aren't even the same. No. Yeah, it's... and and the gym battles are not. There's no strategy. It's like tap tap swipe swipe tap tap swipe swipe. Yeah, it's it's the uh, it's the arrow game in like uh, in a lot of new RPGs where I don't even know what I don't know the names of these weapons. I don't know the enemies. I know the arrows on my gun are better than the arrows on your gun. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. There's no fundamental part of Pokemon as part of Pokemon Go, and it's so frustrating because it could have been the best game on phones that there's ever it could have been just a great video game in general it could have just yeah. been great if you, even outside of like the cell phone market which is just a whole dump fire <laughs> uh, but instead they made it bad and i don't i just can't wrap my head around why and i i mean even if they had some convoluted way to trade with your buddies i mean come on those of us who played Pokemon since the very beginning, we had to bust out link cables and we had to we had to hold yeah. on Game Boys the right way and there's no there's no interaction within the game itself. There's I mean it'll bring people to well not anymore because no one plays it anymore, but it would bring people to the same place. Yeah. To and like they could talk and stuff, but you couldn't like you couldn't do anything with the game got you there, but then you might as well put it in your pocket and talk to the person because you're not doing anything in the game with them. You yeah, can't trade if with you them. You are. You're bent over your phone, just swiping. Yeah, but that's not even against them. That's against a computer-controlled version of whatever the strongest Pokemon in that gym is. Yeah, it's just wrong. It's it's made that by people. It's like the so good. <laughs> it's like the new Power Rangers po- uh, movie is, but for <laughs> Pokemon. Pokemon Go yeah. is the Power Rangers movie equivalent in for oh. Pokemon. Oh yeah, it's and both of those things should have been so good. Like the entire formula was there. And they, they had yeah, 20 but, years to get this right. <laughs> the whole thing, everything was there and laid out for you. 
I'm sure you have you have some familiarity with the thing you're making, but you've decided that you don't like that, so you're making it different and you're doing bad. You're you're not doing the series any justice. This goes for Pokemon Go and the Power Rangers movie. <laughs> you're not doing the series the justice you want to to do it because you're making it the thing. You're making it a different thing, not a thing, not the thing that you like. You're making it something different, and I don't understand why people don't see when they do that, when they make something that they love into something completely different. Yeah. And it happens all the yeah. time, and it's so frustrating. <laughs> Their game's bad, and they should feel bad. Uh, that's that's no, the actually, yeah that's the too long didn't read of everything I just rambled on about. <laughs> I, I honestly like I say that, but genuinely, if if Niantic got it together and released some major updates, like I still play Pokemon Go on the bus. Like I'll just when I'm cruising into town, I'll catch yeah. all the Pokestops on the way. But I still fire it up because seeing a Pokemon on my walk home is still like still get that little adrenaline rush of like oh yeah that's a Eevee or yeah. whatever. I, mean, um, I don't like that there's only Weedles around my apartment, but yeah, I'll still like I'll still go down to the river and catch myself a Magikarp so eventually I can get a Gyarados. Like, I decided my enjoyment is going to be I'm gonna build another living Dex out of this thing, and <laughs> that's just become like the hill I will die on for Pokemon Go. But if if they would just update it and release a few, well, not even a few, like some major changes to the core of this game, they would get their audience back. Absolutely, they need to up. They need to implement trading like as soon as possible. Yeah, um, and they need to update the battle system so that it's the actual Pokemon battle system and not this garbage like close your eyes, tap and swipe. It doesn't matter. Nothing you do matters. You're gonna win yeah. or you're gonna lose regardless. Like <laughs> they, I'll, I will even take leaving in the stupid candy and Stardust. That's fine. Just give Ugh. me a proper battle system. Yeah, that's the thing to evolve to evolve a Pokemon. A thousand other of that Pokemon need to die. <laughs> you I will need, grind up. I will grind up a million Magikarps to get my Gyarados. You I are. Do <laughs> you are literally feeding other Spearow to your favorite Spearow to make it evolve into a Fero. Yeah, it's gross, oh. and I hate. Oh, it's a bad mechanic. It's an anti-Pokemon <laughs> mechanic, and I hate it. In would be very displeased. Um... Just give me a traditional experience. Just make it a Pokemon game, Niantic. Make Pokemon Go a Pokemon game. That's my plea to you. That's a good plea. And talking about the future, we're going to move in kind of our final little realm here. Um, so Gen 7 is still uh, still a brand new bouncing baby, baby that we got our hands on. Um, and I'm sure we're going to get some sort of remake down the line. Uh, they've been kind of hinting at maybe like a red blue remake maybe like there's a lot of things pointing that way uh if it's not i'll be genuinely surprised because it's the most heavy-handed like hey guys look what's coming that they've ever done aside from like the one hiker in Kalos, who's like oh you'll find my region someday and it turns out that that's alola because he gives you the strange souvenir yeah um which you can't use in gen 6 it's a gen 7 item but he's what like what does it do what does it even do i I feel like you just sell it, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> there was a place you could buy them, and I thought they were important, and I bought, like, five. I'll have to Google it. I think they do something, Maybe but I might also be Maybe there's going to be DLC, and they'll do something really cool, but... No, Pokemon doesn't... The only DLC is event Pokemon. They don't really oh. ever do anything else. Okay, uh, that's going to be where we start off here in our dreams for future gins. Okay. Because I here here is the one thing. If they give me this... 
I will never not buy a Pokemon game. If they'll just let me go back to the other regions in this new engine with my dude. That's all I want. Just, Uh, Just let me go back to Kanto and walk around. Let me go to Johto and Sinnoh. All the let me go back to Kalos. Let me let me go kick Clement's butt again in that tower. Ugh. I mean, I just left Kalos. I don't need to go back there. Oh, that's true. I, I um, yeah. I'm I'm definitely ready to go back to Kanto because, like I said, Fire Red and Leaf Green are are so outdated now that they need they need to be redone so that they're like caught up. Um, yeah. But I don't think that's what's going to happen. So this isn't necessarily Gen Eight stuff. This is like. You know, Pokemon always has like a quote unquote third version and they kind of averted that the last couple times. X and Y didn't have anything. They just had a, a Gen 3 remake. Black and yeah. White had direct sequels instead of a third version, which was really cool. Um, Black 2 and White 2 have my favorite Pokemon feature. And that's the thing I want to come back the most in Gen 8, uh, which is the Pokemon <laughs> World Tournament. Not because oh. I just have an, an insatiable love of tournaments and brackets. <laughs> Which is also true. But it makes it made the whole Pokemon world feel connected. Like, everybody lived in the same world because you could fight gym leaders and champions from every region up until that point. Yeah. Um, and that's my favorite. I just want that all the time. I don't know why they haven't done that again. That needs to be, like, a consistent feature. Every time. From yeah. now until the end of time. Oh, and, and uh, I, re- I remember everyone being so excited that that might have happened when they, like, teased red and blue being in being in sun and moon and then they gave us that stupid uh, battle tree this is dumb battle tree so you have to get like 50 in to battle them again and but and there's also like guest trainers in there but it's no one i care about it's like colress and i'm like i don't care about colress he's got dumb anime hair i hate <laughs> that so much uh, and like cynthia's in there and she's a champion from another region and that's cool but like you know but <laughs> If you if you're built gonna, a 3D model of her already, just give us the tournament. Just get, yeah. I understand you have to build 3D new 3D models for like everything from Gen Four back. I get that that's gonna take some time, but that's definitely something that can be done in time for Gen Eight. Yeah. Um. And uh, I just I I I understand that there's a that it's a whole lot of work to give us to give us all these things, but dude. If they would, right? if they would give us these, the, even the option, like I would, if Pokemon gave us DLC that was like, here's the world tournament DLC. I'd, yeah. I'd buy that. Dude, if you start the world tournament with just like whatever trainers are in that region and then slowly through DLC, I will give you $2 to unlock like the Kanto pack for the world tournament. I don't care. Oh yeah. I, I said the same thing about Pokemon Go. I was like, if you want to release the different Pokedexes, this was As back when I thought yeah. this was back when I thought it was going to be a Pokemon game. But I was like, if you want to release like the Johto Pokedex for six bucks, you'll get my six bucks. That's fine. Absolutely. I've spent more than that already on just like incubators to hatch these dumb eggs. Yeah, I've already given Pokemon Go like thirty of my dollars, which is really <laughs> weird. How bitter I sound about it. I know how weird that is that I keep throwing money at them, but yeah. Look, I there's should... an appeal there. It just needs. It needs a lot of fine tuning. <laughs> yes. So so besides so besides kind of these I don't want to call them far fetched dreams because I don't, one, they've that's already, a really bad pun. 
And <laughs> there's no such thing as a bad pun when I'm around Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, I'm home. Um, but, <laughs> but besides these, and I don't want to call them far fetched because it's not. They could no, they've already done it. Give us, yeah, they could have easily given us the world tournament. They could less easily give us previous generation maps. Like, just reuse some of the resources you have and. Yeah. Whatever. Just let me let me go back to Kanto and make it a proper city and not a top-down two-house village. And I, I think the way that could work, because everyone's always like, oh, you'll be so over-leveled if they put, like, a new... or if they included all the regions. Like, how would how would they balance that? And they, like, they wouldn't, but they wouldn't need to, because that's all post-game stuff. Yeah, who cares? That's... You don't get to um, go there until you've beaten the Pokemon champion... the Pokemon League. Then you can go there. It's fine. Yeah, and if they wanted to balance, it's post-game stuff, like I said, so they could balance it by making the battles against, like, gym leaders and stuff similar to the way the battle trees work. Yeah. And that it scales to level 50, and it's like a quote-unquote competitive battle, which is kind of what I've always wanted gym battles to be anyway. Yeah. Because those guys should be the best at what they do. Yeah. So, like, when you get to Brock, if you're over-level, if you have, like, a level 16 War Turtle, he has like a level 10 Geodude and Onyx, it should scale you down to level 10, like a competitive. So like, just like, so the battles feel competitive and like boss fight and like important. They feel like, obviously I'm having a harder time with Brock than with bug catcher, Jim and Viridian forest. Like, (laughs) yeah. Cause this dude is the rock type gym leader. Yeah. He's the expert on rock type. And yeah, he's got like some lower level, excuse me. He's got, like, some lower-level Pokemon, but that's because you don't have any badges yet. Yeah. He's not He's not going to come in and curb-stomp you. That's not what they're about. Because in Heart, Gold, and Soul, Silver, you can re-battle them all. You battle them all in the World Tournament, and they have, like, full, fully evolved, competitive teams of their types. And Brock has, like, a couple rock-water types to, like, kind of balance himself out. Yeah. Uh, and it's very cool. I just want the World Tournament back so bad. And if I don't get it, let me go to the other regions and fight them that way. That's all I really want is to be able to fight all these past important trainers. And, and you know, part of this might be nostalgia that it's like, oh, I grew up in the Kanto region. It's fine. Like, I, I want to go back there and experience it again. And there's a also huge part of it is just like Pokemon. I will give you all of my time <laughs> and all of my money. I already do that. Yeah. <laughs> Just just give me more than these four islands and the floating weird place. Like, seriously, I will. Uh, There's a huge backlash online because there are people like, oh, the next games are going to be in Kanto. Like this this generation sequels or third version or whatever you want to call it. I am pretty sure is going to be in Kanto. That's where they sent Lily. I mean, everything. That's why I'm like, you're going to start. You're going to start in Kanto as a new trainer. It's I think. I think this is 10 years after the original red and blue. I think, I think that's where it falls. Is that what the internal timeline is? Because I think, yeah, because gold and silver are three years after. They're three years later. And then I think this is either 10 years after that or seven years after that. I can't remember. But yeah, so red and blue are like in the early 20s in this. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yes, that makes sense. Yeah, Uh, duh. So you're going to start in Kanto as a new trainer. And Lily's going to be your rival. That's my prediction. Oh, that would be 
because I would be okay with that because she's Lily was she's cool by the end of it. She's going off to Kanto. She's the best character in Sun and Moon, and I will fight anyone who tells me otherwise. <laughs> Lily is the best. Lily is my favorite character, I think, so far in Pokemon, and she did not come up in the trainer discussion because she's not one yet. Yeah, but, true. <laughs> uh, but she says when she leaves for Kanto, like she's going there because, and this is also really cool, just like story and lore stuff she's taking her mother to canto basically for rehab um to see bill who has also been fused with a pokemon so maybe he can help because he's been through it yeah and so and um what the heck's her name lucimine uh was just fused with a a nihil ego i can't say any of these dumb ultra beast names and i hate all of them (laughs) (laughs) they are they are I think Guzzlord is probably my the one I'm most okay with. Yeah, but it sounds gross. He's a Guzzlord. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's so gross. And he's just a big fat Cthulhu. It's he's awful. a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> you could jump. I don't recommend jumping through one because he'll like suck every ounce of energy out of you. Yeah. Um, it also Ugh. says in his Pokedex that like no one's ever found his poop. The, the Alola Pokedex is super weird, you guys. <laughs> they t- they turned hard into the creepy and weird on that one. Some of them are still like cute, but then other ones are like Toxapex eats Corsola viciously, just traps Same it and eats it. Built on on, on the bones on the bones of people it's eaten. Yeah, that's creepy. Ugh. It's adorable, it's but creepy. So yeah, I think that Kanto stuff that I'm talking about, that will be not necessarily Generation 8, because I don't think we're getting new Pokemon. I think that's just going to be a sequel to Sun and Moon. Yeah. Uh, And now this is a far-fetched pipe dream, but I kind of want it to use like Sonic and Knuckles cartridge lock on so you can like lock Sun and Moon into it and you'll be able to travel between both. And they would they would get so ar- they would get around any memory issues by having one on each cart instead of trying to cram it all on the one. I would love that. I mean, it would look goofy having like this weird cartridge sticking out of the back and whatever. But I first of all, I love the cartridge lock on tech that was used yeah. for one video game. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, even even if you just have like, they could they could update bank again and have like a save file transfer. That's just yeah. Like, this is the state of Alola. When you left it, I'm just very excited to see to see how Kanto might have changed in the last ten years. We saw how it changed in three years, but a lot of that was just memory limitation. Yeah, <laughs> was like, oh, Mount Moon caved in because we didn't have enough to like make it full. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so but many. I, I feel like so many I feel things. like Kanto not not just like the geography of it, but like the Pokemon that live there now. Everything would be so different, and I'm curious like what new Pokemon would canonically live there. Yeah, that'd be really interesting to find out because there's, gosh, nearly approaching 800 of them now. They're over 800. There, yeah, there's over 800 now. Yeah. Which is bonkers. And I have all of them. I still really kind of hope they get to a thousand and stop. I don't think they'll ever stop, Matt. I don't think we'll live long enough to see them stop making new Pokemon. (laughs) That's too many Pokemon. That's why I started getting into yokai style things now where it's just like, oh, I'm an evil clock. (laughs) Well, I mean, they've already gotten super weird when they did the Ultra Beasts. Yeah. Um, Which on the one hand, I'm like, 
it's neat that they went in this weird direction and then don't call them Pokemon. They're called them Ultra. They're still Pokemon. They're in the yeah. Pokedex. They're in a Pokeball. But I they're have these. But they're also just a class all of their own. Yeah. And you don't need the special Beast Ball to catch them. But man, does no. it make it a thousand, like literally a thousand times easier? Because with a regular Pokeball, it's like a point oh one percent chance of catching it. Uh, no, yeah. And the Beast opposite is true. If you use a Beast Ball on a regular Pokemon, it's point oh one percent. And people are doing this just for like the trophy of having yeah. a regular Pokemon in a Beast Ball. And I'm like, I don't. I'm I I'm gonna catch. That. I'm gonna catch a Cyndaquil in a Beast Ball because I'm gonna catch a Cyndaquil in every type of ball now that I have the option. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, but that's it. I'm not doing that with any other regular Pokemon. No, it's it makes me very sad that my favorite Pokemon of all time is one that that I cannot catch any other natural way, because Shaman only showed up that one time. If you do that one special <laughs> thing, and you can't yeah. ever do it again. That's that's th- that's why I'm glad none of my favorite Pokemon are mythical. Uh. <laughs> that must be a hard life to lead. Listen, I can if I get made bored me want to get one of those uh hacking things more yeah. than getting me a million shamans. If I get bored, I can just fill a Pokebox with my favorite Pokemon at will. I can fill a PC box just like whatever. I have all these Cyndaquil now and I'll just wonder trade them off. Yeah. Uh you can't do I that with the world's perfect Cyndaquils. <laughs> Go forth my children. Yeah. Um but yeah, another feature if we're going to if we're going to just travel down this lock on cartridge technology path which I love <laughs> Uh, so after you get through Kanto, go back to Alola, because if you remember, in a lot of the cities, there's, like, construction sites. Yeah. Okay, and so you just you just became the first Pokemon League champion, so now there is an established Pokemon League, and I feel like those construction sites could be gym locations. Are those the gyms? I think those are the gyms. I had not... Okay, I missed so much of this game. Like, I didn't... Until you guys talked about it on Pokemon World Tour on y'all's little diary episodes. Um, I had not figured out that um, the guy running Pocapelago Mon, was yeah. Lily's dad. I hadn't yeah. picked up on that. Yeah, Mon is Lucivine's husband and the father of Gladion and Lily. Uh, the player character has met him and has read about him in the books at the Aether Foundation and just will not tell anybody that he knows where he is. <laughs> yeah, he just he never bothers to mention to his best friend slash girlfriend that uh, he uh, routinely flies a magic Charizard to her dad's place. They are officially dating. The player character and Lily are an item. Yeah. Um, Nice. Yeah, there was that, that, like, video game thing on Twitter. Like, so many likes gets a video game thing from me. Like, I'll answer a video game question off this list. Uh, Uh And one of them was like, who's your favorite video game couple? And I'm like, oh, Lily and the main character from Sun and Moon. That's my favorite video game couple. (laughs) Yeah, no, that they they're they're really great, and Lily makes up for Hal, even though he does improve. Eventually. He, yeah, I warmed up to him a little bit, but he can still just like get out. You know get what? Get out, what Hal. <laughs> you know what annoys me is there's a hint that he's gonna go run to Kanto eventually and try to find out and make sure Lily's okay, and it's like, nope, you stay put, dummy. Back off! You already Brock blocked me back on Melee Melee when Lily wanted to take a nice moonlight stroll. Yep. <laughs> oh. He was like, oh, I'll come too. And I'm like, no, how? Go inside. <laughs> Don't eat your masala. Go away. 
Oh, but yeah, I would well, love I would love for Alola to be the Johto of the new Kanto game. Like you go there afterwards and you go through these new gyms. So you'll have like all these new gym leaders, new badges. Give me some Alola badges. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then I think that. one more feature I want to talk about for future games real quick before we wrap up. Yeah. Is uh, I would love for Pokemon Ami slash refresh um, to to do more. And I don't know exactly what, but I would love for that to mean more. Because once you get their affection all the way up, you just like there's no reason to keep doing it. So I stopped. Yeah. Um, like my Decidueye gets rained on a lot because he's he's my strongest so he's helping me level grind to fill the evolutions in the pokedex right now so he gets rained on from pelipers with drizzle all the time and i was like he's just gonna stay wet he already loves me enough so, <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, and i like that it gives you benefits in regular in-game battles they don't translate to competitive which is fine um yeah I just I don't I want it to be more. I want to first of all I want to be able to blow dry him on demand. I don't want to have to wait until after a battle to do that. Yeah, sometimes I just want to groom my Pokemon and make them shiny and the best and the and the happiest with me. Yeah, I want to be able to do more than feed them these weird coffee beans. <laughs> I don't know what what happened in nature to make them rainbow, but okay. Um, Whatever. Rowlets will high five you with their beaks. And that is yep. my absolute favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I finally started doing as I used a rallet in my uh, rumble. rumble. He's very team. popular. He's been in he's been on a lot of the teams that I've seen from the battle videos that were posted. My my boy, he was great. He did not ever get a hit off because yeah, the guy <laughs> I was playing immediately targeted him for destruction. Yeah, which is probably smart. Um, but. I went in and I, I was doing the refresh on him and trying to get him all super happy with me and everything. And every time that I would do something great, he would just walk in a little circle. And I was just like, that's my don't. Oh, don't my, you when, do this to me. When he's happy, he just does laps around himself. Yep. I love it so much. It's so perfect. Like, I Have love you my used this? I love that whole line, but that rallet when he walked in a circle, I was like, "Oh no!" Just melts your heart. My water um, puppy is gonna be jealous. Early on in the game, when he, when it was still a rallet, it learned astonish, and so the animation Uh-oh. for the move is that it like it turns around, so it faces its back to its opponent, and then it like surprises them by jumping back around. But it's just a goofy <laughs> little rallet, so he's like, "Ah!" and you're like, "Oh, you are so cute." Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. If it, one one last thing that that your uh, your refresh reminded me of that I would I would love to see that I think might be impossible now with just kind of the scale of some of the Pokemon we have. Yeah, I I want at least my starter to be able to walk around with me in the game. They can do that. There were I don't know if you know about this, but there are there's assets within the game for Pokemon walking animations that were cut. What? So th- I think early on this was a feature that they had planned, and th- that's going to bring me all the way back around to when I was talking about Pony Island, is that this game feels like it ran out of time. It does. <sighs> and if they had just waited eight more months to announce it, I feel like it would be perfect. Yeah, I, I I think they just wanted to get it out in the twentieth anniversary so bad. They wanted they wanted to throw it on the DS before as like the 3DS's last hurrah before the Switch. I think. Uh, 
which they keep saying it's not the Switch isn't going to replace it, um, and I believe them because Pokemon Sun and Moon like breathed all kinds of new life into the 3DS. We Absolutely. I work at I work at Target for anyone listening who doesn't know that, uh, and we have not been able to keep 3DSs in stock since November. Not, that's that makes me happy. <laughs> I want to keep those around. Yeah. So I don't, and the Switch isn't portable. Like you can take it with you, but you can't put it in a pocket. Yeah, it's it's portable, but it's not really portable. Yeah, it's portable the way a PS One with that TV screen was portable. Yeah. <laughs> or like a GameCube. Yeah, it has a handle on it, but like you can't. <laughs> yeah. You could buy a TV screen for that, too, but only if you're a one percenter that has an inverter in your car. Is that going to be useful? Right. <laughs> uh, no, so I would I would love to have at least just my starters cruise with me in the world and be able to, like, hop on my dude's shoulder. I want that. Yeah. That, oh, that yeah. Can, like we talk about, can we talk about how I am maybe the only person on the planet Earth that misses HMs? <laughs> uh, I... I would love to have those back. I would like, I get what they did and why they did it, but I don't like, I don't like it. Uh, I like the idea of ride Pokemon because it, yeah, it gets rid of the requirement of like wasting a move slot on a move. You're not going to use other than to traverse the, the land. But the point of that is using your Pokemon to travel the land, like to go places you could not go without them. And for that's now the whole point. For that now to be replaced with like, yeah, we breed all these Pokemon specifically for you to use so you can go anywhere. It's fine. It's everyone can do it. And it's I don't it just takes all the charm away from that. There are other there are better ways they could have fixed HMs. Yeah. Um and I don't I just don't, or I, don't even like, I don't think they went the right direction. No, they could even have it where your ride Pokemon is like one of five and you're definitely gonna encounter this on your journey, so when you have one, yeah, it fills the slot. Yeah, like one of these five water types are big enough that you can throw a saddle on it. Like, yeah. <laughs> as long as you have one, you can surf. It doesn't even have to be with you. It can be in your PC box because you call it. Yeah, I but would love to like ride a Gyarados or ride a Blastoise. Yeah, or... it's still your Pokemon, and that is that's missing now. There's a lot of stuff like that and gym leaders, and there's just a lot of stuff missing. At its core, it's still a good Pokemon game, but it is. Yeah, it's still missing all of these little, little bit things. More work. Yeah. Well, this has been a ton of fun. And if uh, on the million to one chance that someone from the Pokemon company is listening, fix your stuff. (laughs) Call me. me I have ideas. (laughs) I will vouch for that. Go listen to his other podcast. He's got a ton of good ideas. Um, (laughs) Josh, thanks for coming on, man. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. This is... I don't know if you know this. This is officially the first podcast that is not one of mine that I have ever been on. This is my first guest spot. So thank you very much for having me. I am going to take that prize. That, is, <laughs> that makes me happy because uh, this whole thing is partially your fault for me even starting a podcast. You guys did this to me. That's um, mostly that's mostly Jake's fault because it's entirely his fault that I podcast at all. So <laughs> Jake Mason podcast origin story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Josh, where can people find you on the internet? Well, I do a plethora of the aforementioned podcasts. There's Morphin Grid, Pokemon World Tour, Gas Cast Games and Sports, and the Cool Kids Table. 
Uh, you can find all of them on Twitter. Probably if you just search those names. I don't remember all of the handles, but there's at Morphin Grid, at PWT Podcast, at CKT Cast, and GasCast, I think, is just lumped into at Hey Jake and Josh. Those are all those are all run by Jake. <laughs> but those but those are all the other shows I'm on. Uh, and then my personal Twitter, you can reach me at jnix04. Um, and yell Pokemon with me. I love it. I love talking about Pokemon with people. Uh, I'll talk about anything, but if you want... <laughs> <laughs> surefire way to start a conversation is get me going about Pokemon. You can find us on the internet at fifthdraw.com, follow us on Twitter at fifthdraw, or email us at social at fifthdraw.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Matt Hoodley. If you enjoyed this episode, why not give us a rating and a review? Or maybe tell a friend. Getting the word out helps us immensely. Our music is Arcade Montage by Lee Rosevere and can be found at the Free Music Archive. That's all for this week. We hope you'll join us next week for another episode. And hey, thanks for listening. <laughs>